Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm Brennan. And I got Mike here. Yep. And in this week's episode, episode 37, we uh, finally get a chance to fucking back up off all the E3 nonsense. Yeah, it was like delightful. Yeah, nice, nice little break from announcement every fucking minute. Uh, but yeah, we talk about ARMS. We talk about the Atari box. Unfortunately, that's a topic we have to talk about. Yeah, because, you know, it fucking pained us to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we popped on the uh, Instagram Live video for a little bit. Had yeah. some had some fan interaction while we were going. There uh, was nobody there. there. There were people there, but Mike likes to pretend we don't have anybody ever, anywhere, because Mike hates people more than I do. But, as always, you can find us on the interwebs at ptcgaming.com on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller and on the tweets at pass controller you can find Mike and bother him at underscore mycopath and me at big room and we're still going to continue to twitch but for the meantime we're also playing around on mixer so look for us streaming that overwatch fire at mixer.com slash pass the controller uh, be sure to like, subscribe, all those beautiful things so we can keep making beautiful things for you. And enjoy this week's episode, episode 37. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I let that one out. Oh. I let it out over there and it followed me. Sorry, I apologize. Oh my god. Good thing, good thing we haven't installed smell vision yet into our, uh, oh. <laughs> into our podcast. Uh... Wow, Mike is braiding, braiding my pillow here. My pillow's got some jingly jangly things, and uh, Mike's uh, braiding them up. Yep. So what's going on, Mike? We're settling down from the E3 madness. Uh huh. Finally, get a minute to breathe and not have to. No, I can't breathe, Brendan. <laughs> you farted and it smells awful. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, so what's going on? How you been? You know me, braiding pillows. What have you uh? Besides the old Overwatch, uh-huh. what have you been playing? Nothing, really. Nothing, really? I know what you're getting at, but I turned on the game maybe twice and once while I was here. So, I haven't really been playing ARMS. What do you do? I go home and I go to sleep. And play Overwatch. And play Overwatch. Overwatch really has, like, destroyed our, uh, fucking gaming habits. Yeah, I should probably like go on a hiatus at some point. Well, that's I was so excited after the event ended. I basically took like a week off. I didn't actually ended up being more than a week, but I was like excited to step away from Overwatch for a little while and like try to play something else. And then I don't know, went on like a ten game win streak last night, and I'm fucking back, baby. I'm fucking back. Yeah, I, that should never have happened. We played fucking. Out of fucking town last night. We were fucking <laughs> firing on all cylinders. <laughs> we were we were the equivalent to what Guy Fieri is in the food world. We were fucking eating up W's. I wish we could attain that level. I don't think we're there yet. I we're think we're there. still we're some lesser there. chef. I heard Jeff. I texted Jeff Kaplan, and he told me the next map coming Overwatch is Flavor Town. So get ready. I, at this point, I'm sure Jeff Kaplan has uh, blocked a number. This is no. a tight braid. Yeah, you're pulling off some fucking dope braids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it like that. <laughs> you should please. Jen will deal with it later. Whatever, it's her fault. Uh, 
Yeah, so yawning is really awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we're recording much later than I wanted to. I mean, the plan was it's bang this out at 7.30ish when you got here, yeah. but, you know, we had to get ice cream first. Mm. Had to drink a milkshake first, and now I'm all now I'm all in cozy town. Natural excuse. Maybe. I don't know. I mean I'm still I'm also drinking a delicious beer. Oh. Why don't you tell your your fans about my your beer. Ice cream? My no. beard? No, your beer. My beard? Yeah, whatever. Bees. <laughs> uh drinking that uh Pipeworks out of Chicago. Delicious, delicious stuff. It's hard to come by, so if you see it out in the streets. Uh, pick up that Ninja vs. Unicorn. It's pretty tasty. You heard that, Miners. Yeah. Drink beer. Yeah. It's not what I said, but Mike did say it, so... Get after him. Recording him. Get after him. Good thing you guys can't edit the podcast. You you and Dom have, like, a... You download the podcast, you edit it, and cut it all up to make it sound like I say all these ridiculous things and post it on some other thing. You know damn well neither of us go through any links to actually listen to this. Ever. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. We are down to negative two fans. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just wrap it up. Yep. Chop, chop it all up. Throw it away the tape. Yep. Put it in the vault. Disney vault. Yeah, Disney vault. It will be released in ten years, the Diamond Edition, when we finally get to Diamond in ten years. Ooh. That's exciting. When everyone else stops playing Overwatch, and it's just us fighting for that rank. That's, that's what I need. I can only be top... 500 when, when no one else is playing when there's only 500 people playing Overwatch when when we're when we're all onto the Xbox 2 and no one's on the Xbox 1 servers anymore then we can be tough dogs let's be honest it's not going to be called the Xbox 2 it's going to be called like the Xbox Circle <laughs> they're going to be something <laughs> stupid like that it's going to be the Xbox like 180 <laughs> we're calling this one the Xbox 4K Dosakis <laughs> what if they call it like the X Crate one it would still be a selling console. Yeah. Not best selling, just it, it sells. It would sell something. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to categorize like that, like, technically, I'm like a... All right. I'm shaking my head. Okay. I'm just going to cut that one off at the yeah, pass. Yeah, we'll just stop it there. That's fine. So, arms. Let's get, let's get into it. You're the one with more thoughts, because as I told you, I played the game... At now, a grand total of maybe three times. I'm loving it. I've dumped a bunch of hours into it already. I've literally, like, played it almost every night. It's fucking great. I love it on the TV. I prefer it on TV with Pro Controller, but I have no qualms with uh, playing playing in portable mode. It's pretty great. Mm. I'm really enjoying it. I'm rank 6 currently and uh, ranked. Is that good? Bad? I've climbed up from 1 to 6. Okay. You like gain levels. If you mm-hmm. lose, you drop experience. Like drop. If you right. win, you go up. Uh, so there's a gauge. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish Dom was here today because I wanted. I kind of wanted him to talk about how much he doesn't doesn't care for the game. doesn't care for. It. I just wanted to kind of dissect why. And I mean, I get it. And on its surface, it looks kind of ridiculous. I mean, it is ridiculous. Very. Um, and even the morning of arms. I, like, debated. I was like, am I going to buy this? Am I going to pick it up today? Like, I'm not sure. I knew you were already getting it. I was like, maybe I'll just wait to play mics and, like, see. But then the more I thought about it and I watched some gameplay and I was like, no, I was like, I think I'm really going to enjoy this. And I'm glad that I went through with picking it up because I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's 
the game does a really good job of teaching you the basics and making it seem like you are ready to play the game. And you are to an extent, but as soon as you try to play at a more advanced level, the game instantly checks you and goes, oh, you want to actually play this game? Okay, no, now you need to do this, which I wish more games would do. But basically, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is uh, all of the modes... So when you start up ARMS, right, when you, before you even get to the menus, it starts you up and teaches you the basics, right? Yeah. A lot of games do stuff like that. But uh, they didn't teach you the basics, and then once you get through that, you know, all of the modes are open to you, including online play, except for ranked play. And I feel like most people feel like they can hop into ranked in any game, and that's probably what most people do typically anyway. And they're playing, you know, games that have, some games that have a more competitive uh some games that have like a competitive aspect to it, you'll find a lot of people who aren't ready to be there hopping in because they think they can be there or because the game doesn't prohibit them from going in there. You know, some games try, like Overwatch, you gotta reach level 25 before you can play competitive. And that's like a decent amount of gameplay. You have to pump in some hours to get to 25. So, I mean, theoretically, you should hopefully have some sort of understanding of the game before you get to level 25. Um... But what ARMS does is, so you have everything from the get-go, but when you try to play ranked, it says, oh, you need to beat Grand Prix, which is like their arcade mode or story mode, on level four or higher. And I was, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize you could change the difficulty. I was like, okay, no problem. Like, let me hop in there and bang this out real quick. It's not going to take me long. I hop in there, and you can choose from one to seven. And me being me, I looked at it and I was like, I'm just going to bang this out on 7, like, not even a question right now. Oh no. I couldn't even beat around on the first person on 7. It was way too difficult at first. So I was like, alright, let me just scale this back. Let me, I'll just hop in 4 and, you know, I'll get through 4 and then I'll hop in ranked. Because, you know, why not? Oh, I couldn't beat 4. Took me some time. You actually came over while I was in my first round, first, the first round still of... Four. Uh, and it's in that moment when you're trying to do that that the game then forces you to learn its depth. Um, and it's great because it, it separates the game. It allows people who don't want to get that deep into it to have all of the other fun. Like, play all the cool modes, you know, play online with your friends or with random people, you know, play the, the funny little other types of games that are built in that aren't just like, you know, one-on-one or 2v2. Um, and then it allows, you know, those people to be where they are and it kind of weeds out the people who don't really want to get into the game more seriously mm-hmm. and leaves them to the competitive play. Which is kind of what, like, another... It, it, it's kind of Nintendo's new... part of their new mantra. They have, like, a whole tenant dedicated to competitive gaming like they want to be taken seriously in esports and uh they're making a hard push so it's it's a smart play in that regard where it's like letting their competitor competitive people have their little slice of the game that's kind of protected where you have to you know to some point you have to master some of the more in-depth intricacies of the game yeah to get allowed to be in there um 
So that's a cool little thing in its own regard, and I wish more games would figure out ways to do that to kind of block people from getting to that point until they're, you know, a little bit more ready. But, yeah, I mean, the game forced me to learn the game better, and I'm, you know, at first I was like, oh, goddammit, now I have to, like, really learn all the intricacies of the game, like, right away, but after now getting past that point, I'm happy that the game was like that, because, like, I enjoy the game on a completely different level now, and uh, it really does, like, when you're playing ranked, like, I haven't played a ranked match against a, like, easy opponent. Like, it's all been, like, we're fucking going at it. Like, this is a this is a, a battle. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's not really a concern, just a question of mine. So, we've got, the game is kind of split, let's say, 70-30 in some way. It's split in a way that like you said, people can be competitive with it, you know, really hone the craft, and then there's everybody else that's just, like, going in there having fun, swinging their arms around, punching people. And then you've got your online play, which is accessible to everybody. Do you, do you just, I'm just wondering, do you think it may become a problem at some point where, like, the people that are actually good at the game, that have been playing competitive or ranked, will, like, pop in there and I don't know, make it less fun for somebody that's, like, just playing around because they don't know exactly how in-depth it is. I mean, y- theoretically, they can do that. And they can, I mean, people can do that in Overwatch. You know what I mean? Good yeah. players can go into quick play and be assholes, I guess, if you want. Uh, I-, I feel like... I feel like the Nintendo community probably isn't as toxic as... Like, some of those other competitive gaming communities? Well, we don't know because we can't hear each other. Well, that's also true. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I also... Like, those people are going to exist in any game community, regardless. Like, people just want to, like, be assholes. Mm. I'm not even saying, like, be assholes. I just mean, like, they go in there and they're just, you know, at such a high level. Do you think the game should take any steps to kind of... Like, if you've got, like, a rank, you should probably only be playing against other rank people, even in... No, I, no, and I and I don't want to see them bar people from going into, like, the fun modes. Just because, like... Ranked is only 1v1, and there's no items. And it's none of the other modes. So, like, if you were to block people with ranks from going into there, like, it would... Like, I wouldn't be able to play volleyball or the basketball one or the target one. I couldn't well, play I didn't, in those I modes. didn't mean, like, block them from playing. I just mean, like, if they're playing online, they should probably play against other people who also... Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess they could do that, but, I mean, at the same time, I think the smarter way for them to do it, which is, like, a not really a Nintendo thing, but, I mean, they're definitely moving in this direction, is, you know, if that ends up becoming a problem, then they just, you know, then they address the problem. I don't think that's a pro. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a problem now, and I don't think it will become one. Um, I, again, I don't really see, like... There's not much to benefit from going into like the, the like the you know, unranked modes. Like there's not there's not a benefit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't see why people would flock to those modes for anything. I mean, you can get coins to like so you can buy more arms, but it's the of the three like, of Grand Prix, unranked and ranked, unranked is the least amount of coins you get. So, like, it wouldn't even be a, a easy way from the farm coins, you know what I mean? Right. Because you get more from winning in Grand Prix or winning in 
ranked. Um, I think it's like eight coins a match in ranked, and I think ten if you get a perfect. Um, and then Grand Prix, depending on the level, you get, you know, fucking much more than you would. Because I think you only get three in a win in unranked and one if you lose. So it's like, it's not it's not a good way to farm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I mean, I kind of like this... I forget where I saw it, but I was reading somewhere, and somebody basically said that, you know, ARMS is to fighting games what Splatoon is to shooting games. And I, I kind of like that analogy, and I feel like it works really well, and I feel like it's a really good way to describe the game, especially if somebody is familiar with Splatoon. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good way to explain the game to them. But I just think it's a, it's a really like fantastic addition to the Switch library right now and a fantastic addition to Nintendo's, you know, portfolio of IPs. Something different for them, something fresh, and again, like a genre that we don't typically see them dipping into other than Smash Brothers. Yeah. Which again is compared to this, a completely different game. Yeah. I got a I got a friend to buy the game. Well, I got two of my coworkers to buy the game. One of them already has, and I think he likes it. No Arms? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am i can't speak highly enough about it. I mean, it's not definitely not for everybody, but I definitely do think it has its place, especially in the fighting game community. I think I think you're going to see people latch onto it. I don't think it's going to... I think it missed votes to get to Evo this year, but mm. I think you'll see it in one of the spots next year. Yeah. I think if Nintendo rallied behind it, we'll are, like, enough. Does Nintendo rally behind... Smash for Evo? I forget. Um, I feel like that was, that was like a... I think Nintendo doesn't really use, do anything for like the local... Or like the the Smash scene in general, but they might his, care about Evo. Historically, Nintendo, prior to this year, doesn't really fuck with the competitive scene. Right. But now, they're launching this whole new campaign to like attack that market. Um... Though they did just tweet out the other day, because there was, there's somebody, there's a prominent Melee player trying to organize other Smash players to, like, I don't know, get Nintendo's attention, basically, saying, like, you know, Capcom stands behind its players with, like, the Capcom Cup, why can't Nintendo do that with Smash? And they came, they pretty much came out and said that, and it might have just been in regards to Melee, to be honest. Um, which makes sense. It's an old fucking game. Like, I get it, but, I mean, as big as Melee is in the fighting community, like, that's not getting Nintendo any, like, like, the Capcom Cup, in some way, is generating, like, interest and money, I'm sure, for Capcom. If Nintendo was to, like, go all in with the Melee community, I can't see that, that, like, generating... I can't see it being, like, a smart business decision. It would be a great position for them and, like, their fans, but I don't know if it would be a smart business decision. I can't see what the the monetary value would be there. And, I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk about all this shit, you know, to do with video game companies, the companies, and part of their decision-making is going to be influenced by money, I'm sure. I feel like that was a thought you had started... Was that the end of the... Oh, no. But, uh... It's like... Beep. 
You're a beep. Um, but, uh, what was, oh, um, yeah, so, fucking, I feel like they came out and said recently that, and I think it was only in regards to Melee, I don't really think they mentioned Smash 4, or they may have mentioned Smash 4, but, again, this is the new Nintendo talking, if we're gonna get a Smash 4 port at some point, which I think we will, I think they're gonna go balls in with that, because it's for the Switch, and that will generate more people on the Switch. But, uh, they pretty much said they, they like the grassroots, like, fan-run thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see them support it in some way. I do think last year might have been the first year, or sometime last year or in the past two years, they have been making, like, contributions to the bigger tournaments. Evo, I think, was one of them. And uh, I think another big... What are, like, the other big Smash... Um, Smash... What's the one in Philly or East Coast? It's an East Coast one. Um, we almost went to it. It's Is it called Smash Fest? Oh, yeah. Smash Fest or Smash Con. I don't... I don't is that still happening? I, I, don't, feel like- I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that one of those Nintendo did sponsor. Or at least, you know, did something yeah. in regards to it. So they, they've made some efforts to kind of change their stance on it, but I think for the most part, until we see either a Smash 5 or, you know, Smash 4 Ultra Edition... I don't see them going too hard on the Smash side of competitive gaming, but I do think once we get Splatoon next month, they're going to be, like, fucking going everywhere with that, which is smart. I mean, it's, you know, those games are popular. Fucking Overwatch just part- partnered with Twitch, did they not? They did something. Yeah, those loot boxes that you got were, like, a exclu- exclusive partnership. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's, like... They're going to be, like, the official... Twitch is going to be, like, the official stream for, like, professional Overwatch, I'm pretty sure. Or, like, the big tournaments. But, uh... Makes sense. I mean, I can... Splatoon can get to... Maybe not Overwatch level, but Splatoon can get up there. Like, it definitely has the, you know... The game is formidable enough. You know, it has the audience. It has... It's a good game in its own right, but it, it has the things behind it to get there. But yeah, I can't speak highly enough about arms. I still am waiting. You gotta, you gotta practice up a little bit. I gotta bust up my min min. Give me some of those ram rams. You're speaking in tongues. You know that, right? No one knows what you're talking about. There's, there's some people out there. Okay. My arms, my arms. Oh, so that's what I, I purposely didn't tell you this because I wanted to tell you today. So last night, I'm laying in bed playing arms, and uh, I only needed like a couple of more coins to get. To 100, so I could do like the middle class uh, yeah. arms get thing. It's like, oh, I'll just hop in and play some of the fun modes because, you know, I like to mix it up. I like to play some volleyball and stuff and, you know, whatever. And uh, I get in there and I get paired into. So I'll, I'll, I'll say this real quick too so people who aren't familiar with arms can kind of understand what's going on here. So when you go into the... There's basically three different onlines. There's the ranked, which just pairs you against other ranked players looking for a match. Uh, there's, like, friend battle, which you can create a lobby and just, just invite people from your friends list. And then there's just unranked. I think it's just called party play or something, where it puts you into a random room with, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 people or something, and it keeps rotating who's playing who and what game modes you're playing. And at first I hated it. I do hate that if like me and you play from separate consoles, we can't play always on the same team mm-hmm. or in the same match, which kind of stinks. But uh, I do like the rotation, how it kind of mixes everything up and you get different modes and it's it, that stuff is kind of fun. But uh, 
So I get into this match, and I, you know, pick my girl, Min Min, and uh, I get paired up. It's a two on two, and I get paired up with a Helix, who's like the big gooey guy. For those of you who may have seen like pictures or something, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I know. Uh, and then the other team is two Helixes, so it's three Helixes and me, you know, two on two. Match starts. My Helix is just blocking. I'm fucking going ham. Both of the other people are attacking me. The guy on my team never stops blocking. I'm like, I don't know what the strategy is, but when they kill me, you're a fucked guy. Like, this, in my head, like, this is not going to work out. So, obviously, I die rather quickly because it's a two-on-one. As soon as I die, have you played the level where, like, all, it's like a square and all around it is like, I think it's Springman's level. Where it's like all around it, it's like the, spring, the springy like, things. Yeah. So, as soon as I die, I'm like, this is gonna be fucking nonsense. Not knowing what actually ends up happening is the three of them just start jumping onto the spring things and their bodies are like wiggling all around and they just keep jumping up and down, not throwing punches, they're just jumping around, wiggling all over the place. And then they all just stand on the floor and just. Start wiggling them. Like, they just keep wiggling. They, they oh, didn't they, fight. They didn't throw one punch. They wanted a wiggle party. They just were wiggling it up. Or it's possible that it was a similar situation to what we had before. Where they were all friends? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been, I guess. Yeah, they must have just been joining each other and be like, let's fuck around and be wiggle guys. Did you get to see his winning animation, though? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Oh. I was so, like, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I tried to FaceTime Todd because I wanted him to see it. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't have time to take a video of this. I just wanted to, like... See his reaction to this, and then he didn't answer because it was one o'clock in the morning. One o'clock in the morning. Todd's the father, and uh, Todd's awake. He was awake. He was playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't get to take a video of it, and I like the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my god, I wish the fucking switch I could like switch record that and like just get a video of it. I took a screenshot, but that doesn't do it any justice. Enough. I'll show it to you after. I'll make it the uh, picture for the article for this episode. Perfect. So anybody who is listening can be like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Sure. But yeah, it's uh I'm really enjoying it. Arms is a good time. I'm I'm not in a position to give it a full like review. And I don't really think we're like the numbers guys. Like I feel like giving it an X out of five or an X out of ten is Kind of silly. You're in your first X out of five. Yeah, it's an X out of five. Uh, but I'd give it a highly recommend. If you're a Switch owner and you like fighting games, I'd give it a highly recommend. Yeah. Or if you're a Switch owner that just needs games for your Switch, just pick it up. Shit. Get that argument out of here. Nobody, no more can people say the Switch doesn't have games. It's got a fucking gorgeous library. Yeah, probably. It does. It's a great library. I don't know. Everyone, oh, Switch has no games. Switch has no games. Switch got games. Brah. Okay. No? I'm not saying you're wrong. I just said, if you want some games for your Switch, just fucking pick that game up. Yeah, but, I mean, if you don't like fighting games, don't pick it up. Go pick up fucking Isaac or Cave Story, which just dropped this week, which part of me wishes I never played it back in the day, because I would totally play this shit out of my Switch. Have you ever played that game? Nope. Ooh. That might be a game you want to look into. Maybe I will. Check out a video of that later. It's pretty good. It dropped this week. You can get it physical or digital. I think it's only 30 bucks too. Uh, but it's it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I got it way a long time. It's on my computer. Um, I, like forever ago. Is it even still on my computer? Yeah, right here. Cave store. Um, 
but it's fantastic. I don't know if it was originally made by Nicalis, but at least this version is, or Nicalis is publishing it, and they're the guys that do Isaac, I'm pretty sure. Or at least publish it. I don't know if they're actually developers or not. Mm -hmm. But Cave Story, that's a good fucking game too. If you've never played it, look into that. It's it's pretty fun. And if you're looking for games for your Switch, that's a good game for your Switch. Yeah. A more broader appealing. Fighting fighting games are like a small sector of gaming. Yeah, but if you got like friends or Th that's the aspect of arms I really want to try out. Like the next time we have like people over, I kinda wanna just bust it up and see how people react. Like, because you get some games that are, you know, casuals can hop in. I don't know if this one is one of them. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it, it could work. Given, it the, given the right crowd. It definitely could work with the right crowd, for sure. But it definitely could work. Um, if I learned anything from the commercials for the Switch, is that you can bring your Switch to a, a party outside and be like, hey, I brought my Switch. And I'm like, whoa, and then they'll play games. Yeah, but that's the girl that, like, doesn't have any friends. So they're just, like, they're act acting extra surprised because, like, they're like, oh, we gotta, we got to hang out with okay, you don't have any friends either. So. Yeah, I know, but I don't look for fake reactions, and none of you give it to me anyway. Mm. You keep telling yourself that. This is a tight fucking braid. Yeah, you're loving those braids. I'll post it on the Instagram later so people can see your braid work. Don't post on the Instagram. It's not that great. Oh, now, now you're taking it back? Now you're not standing behind your braids? I'm not standing behind my braids. Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm... I don't know how you're supposed to finish it at the end. Like, after you do this, you're supposed to do something so it doesn't, like, come undone. I don't know what that move is. All right, you guys heard it here. Mike needs help fin finishing, so if you want to help Mike finish, you can at him on Twitter, at underscore Mikeopath. So, at him and tell him how to finish to completion. That's a callback. To like episode 10. No, I understood the callback. It wasn't a great callback, it but was I understood callback. I understood it. Our stands, our stands are all over that. Me memes tomorrow about Mike going to completion. Me and Todd will be making them all. <laughs> yeah, it's just me and Todd. Well, now, now I've got myself back in the zone. Yeah. So what else is going on, Mike? It's been it's been a hot it's fucking week, that's so for sure. Long. He's been on this is what we should start doing now, is just... Braiding and singing? Yep. Open up a braid store? Yep. <laughs> a braid store. <laughs> uh, a bra braider shop? No. A braidatorium? I thought you were going to go for braidery, but still, just nah, none of these like, things. I feel like braidery was low-hanging fruit. I try to avoid that. That's not true either. Too many people touch it. Again. Mike, your braids are fucking fire. I don't know what you're talking about, but you're not even looking, and you're just banging out, like, the hottest braid that I've ever seen. Like, Sean Paul is gonna come over here and be like, touch my oh, hair. Sean Paul? Sean Paul. Fucking, bong bong? fucking James Franco from that movie is gonna come over and be like, yo, we need you on set. Ooh, I've been meaning to watch Spring, Spring Breakers. Breakers. It was on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna watch it, and I didn't. I'm gonna text my brother and say, stop going to your fucking Santiago's in Chelsea, and your boy Mike is gonna fucking light up your life with these braids. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, All right, let's talk about. Fuck, I haven't. Let's talk about Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, let's do it. This is our Dark Knight Rises episode. Um, I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. Oh, you should. I know. Uh, it was good. I, mean, I just haven't had time to go see a movie. movie. I realized. Shortly after I made a decision to just not see it with Dom, and then not tell you that I was going to see it. Not tell me? 
Yeah. No, you did tell me. No, you had bought tickets. Didn't you get like an advance ticket or something? I saw it Thursday. I saw it like the Thursday was coming out. Yeah, but it that was I wasn't here. I wasn't able to go. You anywhere. weren't able to go, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't bother consulting you anyway. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, but you knew. But that's not the weekend I was in the Cape. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew I wasn't going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't going to wait for you. My point being is that I realized that I've been watching all the DC movies by myself. But Dom has still seen them, though, right? Dom has seen two of them. Um, I haven't seen any of them after. So I after the I haven't seen. BVS. I haven't seen Man of Steel either, actually. Yeah, so you haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them, other than the, the trilogy. The good trilogy. Um, fucking... I'm gonna... I'm gonna... I'm gonna live fucking stream your braids while we're fucking recording. Why? Because they're fucking fire. I've run I've out of thing to braid. I, you're, you're like, I'm, wish, I'm wishing now that like I didn't shave my beard to be braiding my fucking beard right now. I would right not now. touch your face. All right, I'm going to grow my hair out, and you're going to braid that shit. I'm going to do no such thing. Who braided Dom's hair? When was that? That was so long ago. That was high school, but whatever. Just crossed my mind. Um, I forgot about that. We're going to bring that back. We've got to bring time. that back. Okay. Back to fucking business. This one fell apart, but that one wasn't done very well. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of that was your That was your practice. Look at these. These, these two. Are fire. These two. These three. These three I did okay on. Those are some fire fucking braids right now. There you go. So Tell cool. Jen her, her pillows have been rostified by about 30%. <laughs> um, Shadman Wicked. It's going to be weird when people we don't know are joining while we're yeah. recording. But people, those, people that braid work... This is, uh, some, some shoddy work. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, we, um, I still need to say Wonder Woman. We are struggling here. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a good film, as I, as I like to say, is that so far the DC, DC film franchise for, like, their current, you know, cinematic universe has been struggling. Yeah. The Man of Steel was okay. It was mediocre, if anything. Yeah. Um, Batman vs. Superman was panned for good reason. And then Suicide Squad was also a hot mess. Yeah. So, by the time Wonder Woman was coming out, they were already kind of stuck in a hole. So the fact that Wonder Woman was even a good film was, like, amazing. But yeah. it wasn't just a good film. Like, it was, it was you know really fun film that you know when compared to the other ones yeah actually looks better I don't I keep saying that and I feel like I like damn it with faint praise but no it was like a good movie yeah well see and that was before like I think it was like a like a critic before the movie released mm-hmm. saying like oh this is the best of the DC movies I'm like that's not a thing you want to say like yeah it doesn't take much to be better than those movies though Darren's hopping in here saying that Man of Steel is equal with Wonder Woman I can't comment because I haven't watched MOS. But. That might be fine. I haven't rewatched Man of Steel. I remember like seeing it and then like enjoying it, but for some reason, shortly after that, everyone was like, "Oh, Man of Steel was bad. He shouldn't have caused all the destruction. You can't kill Zod." Yeah, I don't know. I need to. I need to sit down and have a night where I watch. I don't know. I guess Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. I'll skip yeah. the others. 
do those two. I'm games. intrigued by Justice League. I just I'm not like I don't have high hopes for it. That was the other weird thing is that um, I feel like at least the trailers for yeah that was what I liked about Wonder uh, about Man of Steel is that I did like the fights despite the fact that there was a lot of destruction caused in two well Metropolis which is a major city and then Smallville which was some town in Kansas no one really cares about Smallville yeah nobody gives a fuck that's that's fine. Um, I I liked the fights. I I walked away thinking the fights were cool, which is how I felt about the prequel trilogy. I walked away from thinking the fights were cool. <laughs> that, that's also not a good like movie comparison. I walk like I for walked, people who haven't seen those movies like the I walked DC out ones. of the I walked out of the Matrix tril- the Matrix sequel saying the fights were good. Uh that's like that's a bad that's like not a little like tagline little like you know quotation the fights were good quotation you know no that's control. definitely you don't like, want that shit on the back of your DVD case. No, that's definitely what. Uh-huh. Yeah, I walked away from all those things <laughs> thinking, the fights were good. If The rest of it... Uh, if, if Mike reviews your thing and it's not like a Street Fighter game and he says the fights were good, you gotta can that That's why, you know, Street Fighter, uh, Legend of Chun-Li or whatever, didn't do well. The fights weren't that good. Oh, if, if he said the fights weren't good, then you just need to fucking get out of Hollywood. Kristen Crew can only do so much for me. Um, What's she up to? I don't know. I'm gonna look her up when my phone's not dead. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, transitioning off of Wonder Woman, the other thing that I kind of wanted to bring up, and I'm I'm also writing an article about it for the website, which I'll post that later tonight, probably when we're done recording, in streaming Overwatch. But uh, maybe the Matrix Three. I can't really establish. There wasn't like a great fight in that. There was the big fight between Neo and Smith at the end, but it wasn't like amazing. Yeah. Um, but, so, towards the end of E3, uh, Atari did an interview, the CEO of Atari did an interview with GamesBeat, maybe, I don't fucking remember, that part's irrelevant, but, uh, they did an interview basically saying that they've been working on this console for a very long time, and using, it uses computer technology. I don't know what the other consoles are using, but it's clearly not computer technology. No. So, oh boy, I'm excited. But no, they're getting back into the console game, and I don't really understand why. Um, and again, I'm going to get into these same topics in my article, but I'll still get into them here anyway. Um, well, I guess, what's, what are your thoughts on that? I would like to see what they intend to bring to the table. I would love to see what they bring to the table. I'm totally fine with, like, any company, you know, if Sega was to be like, fuck it, we're back in, here comes the supersonic cast. Like, I'm down to see what it's about. But I wouldn't have high hopes for it. I'd have more hopes for a second console. But for an Atari one, like, you gotta look at the climate of the console, you know, sector of gaming right now when you're looking at the PS4, the Xbox One, and now the Switch. Uh, I'd fuck with the Sega Phoenix. That's a great name. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at the current climate, you know, PlayStation is king. You know, two to one on Xbox sold. Uh, you know, they're they're I know almost at sixty million. You know, Xbox is around thirty million, and uh, um. 
you know, Nintendo still hasn't even been out for six months, and it's somewhere around three million, I think. Maybe a little bit more, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't looked into that in a while. But regardless, you know, Xbox is not struggling, but they're, you know, they have all, an uphill battle against them to get, to take, you know, gain some ground on Sony, and Nintendo clearly is recouping from what the Wii U was and trying to, you know, gain its, you know, obviously all three of these systems have their loyalists who are going to buy the systems no matter what, but, you know, there's people on the outskirts that, you know, maybe I'm an Xbox guy, but you know what? Sony's kind of piquing my interest, so I'm going to hop on to the, you know, PlayStation ecosystem. Uh, Nintendo probably has it the hardest because it's hard in this day and age in the past three console generations, it's on Wii, Wii U, and now the Switch, it's hard for the... It would be hard for me to justify to somebody saying, like, no, you'd be fine with Nint with the Switch being your only console. Like, depending on what kind of games you like. You know, the Wii and the Wii U didn't really get any of the third-party games. And if those are the games you care about then yes, you need to get one of the other two because you're not going to get those games on, on Nintendo console. Or you could build a PC. You could build a PC. But even then, like, you know, PCs are what they are, but some games that are third-party games usually have issues. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure the Arkham series notoriously does not run well on PC. I'm sure at this point in time, all that's patched and well, but I think when those games shipped... They had a lot of issues on PC. Um, but that's not PC issues, that's developer issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're looking at the climate where it's, you know, Xbox struggling to gain ground on Sony, Nintendo re-envisioning themselves with this new portable... And Nintendo's always the... From the GameCube forward, Nintendo's always the... Yeah, we see what you're doing, but, you know, we kind of want to do this, too. Like, they... they they always carve out their own lane, which is fine, and you need that. You need that innovation, you need that difference, you need that change. Somebody has to be that, because if Nintendo doesn't exist as a console maker, you have a PlayStation and an Xbox, and they're the same fucking thing. Like, the difference is software. Like, yeah, this one might have more RAM, and this one might have better processing power, and this and that. But at the end of the day, they're the same fucking thing, and the difference is software. Um, and that's what always bolsters Nintendo, is they have an incredible category... Uh, huge stable of IPs that they can pull from. And, you know, Sony and Xbox don't have that, but they have all of the third-party support. So if Atari is going to hop in here with what they're calling the Atari box, which is a terrible fucking name, uh, what are they bringing to the table? You know what I mean? Like, if they're just bringing a powerful, comparable machine, what's the difference? What, what are they going to bring to the table that's going to make me, as an Xbox One owner and a Switch owner, be like, Oh, yeah, I need that and not a PS4. Or somebody who doesn't have a new console yet and is going to look at all four of them and say, Yeah, I want that. The only thing I can picture is that they're banking on the nostalgia that would capture an audience that's just a little bit older than us. But even then, like, after that, what's their play? Yeah. Well, even, even that being so, if you were to look at... If you were to, like, you know, do a quick Google search and do a quick history lesson on, like, Atari, 
they're like they they don't have like a plethora of like like their games aren't worth revisiting in their old state and most of those games either have really shitty up like really shitty like reboots or like how could you, like how could you even reboot some of these games i don't know there there's not much there for me to uh also, it's hard to break into the game market now with a new console. It really is hard to break into the game market right now with a new console. Like, uh, and I, I think it's, I think it's a really dumb decision on Atari's part, unless they have some weird take that they're gonna take things on. You know, like a powerful console isn't gonna be what moves the needle here. The PS4 Pro exists. The Xbox One X exists. PCs exist. Like, power is not what's gonna do it. And you know, it's also not the only important thing because. If you look at the Switch, that's like a underpowered, in a lot of ways, console compared to the other two currently. But it's doing well because it has software, and it has a whole different type of uh, you know thing going on for it, which is portability, and the you know all of the different multiplayer aspects to it. Yeah, I'm thinking about the other things that have come out. So, do you remember the Ouya at all? I do, but that didn't do well. It didn't do well. That's why I'm bringing it up as an example of something that like, tried to break in and then kind of fell apart. Did the Steambox ever come out? Steambox exists. It did come out. But they're super expensive, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call them... What was the price point? Because I remember looking at one thing in myself. There was well, a couple of different to... options, right? You could yeah. buy them from different people. Okay. A couple different options. I think it was... It's sort of like... It was sort of like buying a computer. You could buy like a low end computer that yeah. can play games, or you could buy like the super high end one. Yeah. And I, for, I forget the exact options and price points. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I and mean, I don't know how well those are doing either, to be honest. I, I, I literally never hear about them, so I would assume they're not doing well. And that's a thing like Steam has a humongous community and probably the biggest library of games. Like, I, I, would, I would imagine. Yeah. So. You know, if that can't succeed, what do you bring to the table, Atari? What are you doing that's going to make me want this? Bring back the N-Gage. <laughs> bring back the N-Gage. Uh, I want N-Gage. We need... Well, I mean, the Switch can play Neo Geo games, so I guess we don't really need yeah. that back. Uh, what else can we bring? I, I, like, I want to go talk to all of the journalists and, like, you know, analysts and experts that... Air quotes, experts that uh, used to say things like, oh, cell phone games are to the point now where mobile gaming on dedicated mobile gaming platforms is dead. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone was like, oh, no, like, the Vita needs to incorporate phone play and, uh, you know, 3DS is going to be irrelevant. Nintendo needs to come up with a phone. I'm so glad that that is not the future for so many reasons. But, like, Nintendo has shown that you know, they don't need that. And I'm glad that there's, like, a separation. Yeah. And I think we got there because they mentioned the N-Gage. But wasn't that, like, also a phone? It was a handheld... I'm trying to picture it. Yeah, I think it was... Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was a Nokia, a right? It was a Nokia, yeah. yeah. Was, the N stood for Nokia, Yeah, I, think. I remember wanting one of those. Cool kids in your phone games. Um, you know, j just like VR... You know, VR is a an aspect of the future of gaming, just like, you know, touch screens are an aspect of the future of gaming, but they're not the end all. They can't 
they can't portray every experience. So yes, I'm very happy that mobile games didn't take over and Nintendo stopped making a fucking handheld. They they literally went. Uh, I don't, I don't think VR will fail. We talked we've talked about this a bunch lately on the podcast, but uh, I do I do think that right now it's just it's too expensive of an investment. There's it's too bulky of of equipment, you know where you're tethered. You have all these wires. In some cases, you have cameras up on your ceiling and shit. Like it's it's a it's not a very it's it's definitely not a consumer friendly you know mass mass market idea. I mean, the product that exists isn't that yet. Um, no, we need now. We need the Oculus to supply us with an Oculus Rift and a couple of games to just kind of sell us on it. Yeah, you know? if they can sell us, then we can sell you. Ooh, that's how it know. works. I don't know. I'll send the email. Um, no, but that, I mean, even even if they send us an Oculus, I don't have a fucking computer that can handle that. Okay, uh, you heard that uh, Alienware sends the computer too. Are they official like Oculus? Like no, I just picked a fucking name out of a hat. Just uh, hit up fucking Zuckerberg. Doesn't he own? Doesn't Facebook own Oculus? Yes. You know who has a fucking decent chunk of Oculus and got a huge payday when Facebook bought it? My boy Cliffy B. Shout out to Cliffy, Cliffy B. B. Oh, that's another game, Lawbreakers. I wish it was coming to Xbox so I could fucking play it. Because um, I enjoyed it when I, we played it at PAX on it PC. Weak. Well, I did. I got to play with the developers, bitch! I was busy playing Emily's Away 2. Uh, no, when I was playing that, because we were down there... We were down there with the, the, the developers before anyone else was allowed down there because we had our special situation. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Video Games New York hooking us up. But, uh, yeah, it, they Lawbreakers was fun. Your cat is opening up your She loves there. opening that door. She's a smart cat. Um, fuck we talking about? Oh, yeah, I was, when we were down there, you and Joe were playing Rick and Morty Virtual Regality. Oh, and I was walking around, you know, just peeping what I wanted to do, and I happened to stumble by the Lawbreakers booth, and I was just watching the developers were playing, like, a 4-on-4, and uh, he just, like, saw me standing there, and he's like, hey, what's going on? We just talked for a minute, he was like, hop in. So then, like, I walked in and sat down with the developers, and I was like, I was like full disclosure, I'm not a PC gamer, so I'm, gonna do, I'm good at video games, I'm not good with PC controls. And uh, he laughed, and, you know, he was like, all right, you can be on their team then. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I did really bad. But the game was fucking fun, and, you know, with the controller in my hand, I would be more at home. But, uh, yeah, it's coming to PlayStation now, which originally was only supposed to be PC, but, you know, good for Sony gamers being able to play that, because it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, Cliffy, B make, Cliffy B makes good games. I fuck with the Blazinski. Dude, huge. It's my boy. But, yeah, I mean, closing thoughts, I guess, on the Atari box. Like, I don't think it needs to exist... I think it's a really dumb decision. I mean, they don't really make games anymore anyway. Like, if you were to look at, like, the, the IPs that they own or are in charge of, it's nothing. Oh, great. You can... I, I don't know who owns who in the scenario, but I think that either Atari owns Hasbro or Hasbro owns Atari, Atari. So, like, cool. You can have the rights to the Monopoly games on on a console. On your Atari That's box. not fucking selling anybody. Um, though, and it's funny that you wore that shirt. If they do have the exclusive rights to something like Transformers, I mean, they could make a cool Transformers game, but is that a system seller? 
I mean, if if the if the Spider-Man game for PlayStation Four, which is exclusive to PlayStation, isn't selling me on buying a PlayStation Four, tr Transformers is not selling me on buying a fucking Atari box. Uh, yeah, they did. They did publish the Budokai games. That's hard. Used to publish the Budokai games. Well, see, publishing. But here's the thing, though. This is where, and this is where, like, there's a lot of gray area, and sometimes the wrong people are getting credit for good games. Publishers and developers are not the same people. Publishers do just that. They publish the game, and the developers are the ones that make the game. So a lot of times, people who have the publishing credit on the case or you know on the title screen, they're not the ones that are actually making the game. Uh, Atari. Atari. It says Atari on there. Atari. Fucking pop that up there so they can see that. Is that showing up clear? I can't see. Uh, yeah, it's, you can see. You can see it good enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird way that you know publishers get credit for things that maybe they shouldn't. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. Can't say I look forward to see what they're doing, but I am curious. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what it is because when they ever give the so they basically put up a 20 second video teaser trailer that um, was it was nothing. It was like you know it was things that you associate with Atari. Like it was like a wooden panel, which you know all I think every Atari console had wood, wooden wooden panels. Wooden on panels it. were the big thing back then. There were vans with wooden panels back it, then. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you got, you got, it was like a close-up of like a sleek-looking wooden paneled machine that was, again, so close that you couldn't see what shape it was, and then it ends with, you know, clearly like a light, like a light that would be on the system of the Atari logo, and that lights up, and then the screen goes black. So, like, it was literally just saying, like, hey, we're doing a thing that we've been working on for a while, we're not going to give you information about it. But here it is, like, we're doing this, so get ready for us to make a mistake, like, and some, some of the chatter surrounding it was like, oh, they're probably just, you know, gonna release, like, a classic retro console, you know, because the NES Classic did so well, and it's like, if that's what they're doing, which I don't think it's what they're doing, they already have, like that, yeah. they already have piles of those sitting at Target shelves that no one's buying, because yeah. again, you know, Atari games and ColecoVision games are super cool as, like, a novelty or, like, as a nostalgia thing if it's things you played from the past. But, like, you know, I have a little bit of... You know, some of those games still hold up in a way that can be enjoyable if you enjoy classic games. But, you know, people... Who doesn't love adventure? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people outside of that market, like, any game gamer from this day and age is going to laugh if they see that. They're not going to pay any mind to it. So I, I don't think that's the route they're going. But, uh, again, I, I think they either need to... See, honestly, like, when it comes to Xbox, Sony, and, and, and Nintendo, they, like, the biggest part of their puzzle, piece of their puzzle, is the software. They need the right software, because that's what's going to ultimately move their consoles. If Atari had, like, you know, the third-party support and, like, a couple of cool games... I still don't think that would be enough. I don't think I, I think I think that it, the console would legitimately have to have some sort of like positive gimmick, whereas like the Switch, you know, gimmick air quotes is that it's a portable 
it can be a portable machine, it can be a home machine, it has all of these, you know, really easy, you know, user-friendly multiplayer options where the Joy-Cons pop off and you can just, you know, play two, you know, one little Joy-Con on each or you can also bring in other, you know, controllers and do all these other options. Yeah, so and Darren over here is, is chiming in a little bit on our live stream over uh, Instagram because that's a thing that we just decided to put on halfway through this episode today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for a while I thought that Apple was going to make a push and they could still i guess with the apple tv but i just think that they're i don't think that those things like resonate with actual gamers like actual gamers might find good uses for them and there might be some experiences that are fun to have like at the ready you know pop on your apple tv or something or your phone or whatever but i can't see I don't know. I can't see Apple doing... So, okay. I can see Apple doing it. I can't imagine them having physical media for their games. Well, that's... Yeah, they definitely wouldn't have they physical. Wouldn't have physical no, they'd be so all digital. It would all be all digital, which means you'd either need a device that can store a lot of games... Shut up, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh... Yeah, I think that's about it. If it has to be able to store it, or maybe, like, they wouldn't be, like... They wouldn't be what high end games like. They wouldn't be like you know your standard AAA titles. I feel like it'd be like mobile stuff, no. right? Well, I mean that that's the thing. Like if Apple was to make a console that was like streaming only, they would not be able to be games that were of any like they couldn't be big games because right now, you know, that technology does not exist yeah. for. Or if it does exist, it's not you know, it's too expensive for anyone to implement yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I can... S Apple, I guess, would be the only other company I would see doing it. But I would honestly... I I would see Apple acquiring somebody else before they made their own. But I don't see Apple acquiring Microsoft. And I don't see Sony and Nintendo getting acquired by an American company, ever. Like, mm -hmm. if anything, if there's ever an acquisition, I see, you know, Sony and Nintendo merging... And that's about it. So what you're saying is uh, Apple should buy Atari and then they could fucking join forces. Yeah, because that's what, that's what Apple needs is the Atari box. I mean, they could do it. I just, again, I, I don't see why Atari is jumping into the game right now. Uh, the Jaguar was their last console. It lasted about three years. It did fucking horribly. I think the, I think the, like the total lifetime sales... Um, yeah, if if Sony and Nintendo merged, it would be game over. It, yeah, it would it, be. It would be game over. It would be Vegito, or Gogeta, um, whichever one's the stronger one, I believe. It, it would le legitimately be game over, but it would also be kind of negative, probably in the long run, because then there would literally be no competition, and they could do whatever they want, which, you know, power in the wrong hands can go terribly, terribly wrong. Yeah, uh, antitrust and all that. But um. What, what were we saying just before that? Uh, we were talking about the Atari box for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Fuck, what was I just saying? Um, I lost my train of thought as well. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Oh. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. I, about that comment about Sony 
getting cocky. It's been it's been an an ebb and flow between as far as Sony and Microsoft go. PS2 was fucking baller, and then they you know fucked up a little bit, and 360 was able to move in. And uh, oh, that's what I was saying. The Jaguar, the fucking Jaguar is like lifetime sales is like twenty five, uh, two hundred fifty thousand. I was gonna say twenty five hundred, which is basically the same number <laughs> compared to console sales. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, which in the same year, like, if if I remember right, the Jaguar came out right at the end of the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era. So Jaguar came out before N64 and PS1, and at the end of Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and they Super Nintendo had I don't know that year like millions of sales compared to the fucking Jaguar's hundred thousand. Um, Jaguar's guard. Atari shouldn't be making consoles. Like, it's silly. It's literally silly. They've been biding their time, waiting for the perfect time to strike, and now they've found it. It, it just makes no sense. It's like, a Game of Thrones maneuver where they were like waiting for everyone else to be weak, <laughs> and they hop in, and they uh, murder people, or there's a dragon. I haven't actually watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, Full disclosure. It was that new trailer today, and everyone's going fucking ball sandwich about it. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. Neither did I, because I don't know what's going on. It wouldn't make any sense to me. I'll watch it at some point. Just like I'll watch Daredevil, and Daredevil 2, and Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Jessica Jones, and, uh, you know, BVS. You've got a list. Yeah, I have a long list. You you have a calendar app that tells you what days you have to watch your shows. Mm -hmm. I have a fucking... Oh, and it's notebook it's that's so thrown in the garbage full of things I need to it's do. It's so quiet now that now that we're in the summer season. I get to catch up on all of those shows. I hope if I can do things right, maybe I'll even get to catch up on uh, Better Call Saul. It sounds like things are going crazy over there. I, and it has nothing bad to say about the show. I loved Breaking Bad, and I loved Better Call Saul, and I still love it. I just literally just stopped watching it. Yeah. For no reason. Like, I just stopped. It, it always think, shocks me when I drop a show. Like yeah. It's one thing, when I drop a show unintentionally, it's one thing if I'm like, alright, this show's garbage, I'm not gonna watch yeah. it anymore. It's another thing if like I just... It was a fantastic show. I just can't watch my show. Everything was so good. Honestly, like the acting on Better Call Saul might, on an episode to episode basis, might be better than the acting on fucking Breaking Bad. Could be. I don't know because I need to finish season two, and uh, then probably watch season three. I think part of what contributed to it was I think it was on Monday nights. We were always out, and we were at trivia, so it was like just bad thing. I never caught up. I fell so far behind, but it wasn't like I replaced it with another show because I, I, don't, I literally don't watch TV at all for the most part. Besides fucking Rick and Morty repeats. Give me that season three, baby. Szechuan sauce. Anyways. You know what does start next week? Big Brother. Oh. You gotta at least watch... You gotta at least come over and watch the first episode. Because when you get to meet everybody. And it's ridiculous. Because it's like, Hi, I'm Sandy. And I'm a cheerleader. Oh, well, we'll see what my schedule is like. That's a good impression. That, I just sold everybody on that show. Mm-hmm. No, you're coming over. We're gonna watch it. I'll make food. We'll get some fucking. Oh, I was promised meatballs when I came here. There are meatballs in the fridge. I don't if you feel like getting them for meatballs. Right. I mean, they're there if you want them. No, but yeah, the actual closing thoughts on I'm not gonna comment on that. The Jersey actual... Shore was my shit. Did, did you really watch that? 
I, I did watch it and then Ugh. I didn't have cable, so then I stopped. But Ugh, I hate reality TV. Anyways, um, actual closing thoughts this time on Atari Jag Jagbox. Uh, I, my I, closing thoughts was what I said earlier. Okay, I guess mine were too. I really hope that they name it like the Jaguar Two. <laughs> Jaguar's Revenge. Uh, Jaguar One uh, X. See, that's the other thing, like, ugh, like, Atari has no angle here. Like, they don't have, like, they don't have IPs that people are, like, clamoring for. Like, ooh, can't wait to play that pitfall. Like, what? Like, I, I don't know. Like, they don't have something that people want. Imagine if they came out with a fucking console with amazing specs that had, like, this really cool, like, uncharted version of pitfall that was, like, fucking amazing. But would that be enough to sell something? Oh, I don't know, but then I'm just saying... I mean, it would be awesome. Think about it. I mean, they did... And now I feel weird, because I don't know if Atari is actually the owner of Pitfall. They might not be. I think that actually Pitfall has changed hands a bunch of times. But there was a PS1 game of Pitfall, and it was a 3D adventure. And the game was fucking awesome. Okay, so it's doable is what you're telling me. But I didn't buy a PS1 for that. I fucking bought a PS1 for Tobo number 5. I never showed you that video. That came up on the podcast like 20 episodes ago. And when you and when we were done, I was supposed to show you and Dom a video. Because the guy was like a main character. And he's like, like, they make weird noise. It's a fighting game. It's fucking awesome. It's not, it, it's not awesome, but it is awesome. It's also not the reason why I bought a PS1. But it's still a game that sticks in my brain. Just like Jumping Flash number two, Big Trouble in Little Moo, which you don't think is a real game, but I'm going to pull that up too when we're done with this episode, because that is also a real game that exists for some reason. I had a lot of really weird games on my PS1. I had one game for my PS1. It was Drive, I believe. Ooh. And I didn't really like Drive. I, well, I don't know. Be, I don't know how you I felt get, it. You couldn't get past the first part, right? Yeah, because I didn't know what a fucking slalom Nobody knows what a fucking slalom is. Was. So I never beat it. Pat had, my older brother had that game, and literally, like, so, growing up, there was a there was a point in time growing up where it was like, I had the N sixty four in my room and Pat had the PlayStation in his room, and it was like, unless him unless he gave me permission, which was never like I couldn't touch the PlayStation one for a long time, uh, like I, you know don't go in there when I'm not home, oh, don't go in there when I'm not home, you weren't even born yet, kid. Uh, Here's a solid Pat impression. Um, fuck, was I going? And, like, Joe was fucking there all the time. That's throwback Joe. That's Joe back in the day. Um, kid, just let him play. <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fucking, what game were we just talking about? Why drive. Did, oh, Drive. Um, so, yeah, went in there to try to play Drive and, like, couldn't get fucking past that part because I don't know the fuck a slalom is. Oh, no, yeah. Apparently you're supposed to drive in and out of the fucking... Yeah, but do any of us know what that is? No. It's never come up anywhere else before when ever again slalom I wonder how many people like started that game couldn't get past that the internet didn't exist yet and like fuck yeah. this I'm out of here supposed to fucking dig up a game informer going to fucking blockbuster and throwing this in like garbage for me it was Sully's local local video store I think my I think my console ended up being shipped to a third world nation so ooh and that was probably worth a lot of money that's too bad um Sony had some hits though. Sony had Sony PS One had some good games, but I again I always had weird games for it. Uh, Resident Evil's 
played a lot of Resident Evil back in the day on that PS1. Um, but yeah, I. How did we get to drive? Um, you were talking about like weird games that you oh, have for, for PS1. Yeah, uh, that's fucking Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy comes out the end of the month. I'm pretty sure June thirtieth. I don't know what day that falls on, but I'm pretty sure it comes out this month. It's still not a thing, like... I don't know, like... The nostalgia factor, like, Atari doesn't have that. Like, Nintendo, for a long time, which they've kind of been doing anyway, they could re-release things, you know, and make just make money off that. You know what I mean? Like, they have that ability. To an extent... Sony can do it probably a little bit more than Microsoft, but they can both do it too. Atari can't fucking do that. They can't. Like, you can go to Target and Best Buy, fucking GameStop, pick up Atari Flashback Volume 1 or Volume 2, and it's like 30 garbage games that you probably don't know. Uh, you well, know, it lets me play E.T. again. That's not on any of them, because they like to forget that game exists. But, uh, you know, they get... Things like fucking, um, I don't know, fucking, what the fuck is that game called? Um, Jesus. That, that's how unmemorable these experiences are. But they got things like, I don't know, Mystical Man are probably on there, or like, Kaboom, which Kaboom's a fun game, but like, it, it's a blip. Like, Atari games now are like the equivalent of like a mobile game now where it's like a quick short experience to either you know pass the time or you know have a fun quick experience mm-hmm. they're not like enthralling games that are gonna pull your time you know you're not gonna you're not gonna start playing an Atari game and then look at the fucking clock and be like oh shit when did it get so late you're gonna fucking start playing an Atari game your phone's gonna die and you're gonna go play a real fucking game like that. That's the reality. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I'd be shocked if we saw anything about this this year. I don't see them. There's no point. It's definitely not a thing that's ready to be shipped. Uh, it'd be really weird to me if they try to do something at E3 next year. What I think the smartest thing for them to be would be to do like a Nintendo route thing and like have some sort of their own little presentation so that nothing else can, like, steal spotlight away from them. Yeah. Because they're going to need any fucking press they can get. I just don't see it. I just don't see it as a viable... There has to be some. I don't know. I, I want to know what the gimmick is because there's got to be something. Because if there isn't, it's just not going to work out. Hmm. Unless they were, like, able to somehow get, like, a bunch of third parties to be like, yeah, we're going to make these baller-ass exclusive games for you. But, like, if Nintendo can't do that, Atari, you're not doing that. Like, I can't see why any company would be like, yeah, we're going to go fucking balls deep with Atari right now. They're coming out of a 24-fucking-year drought of not making a home console. They got this on lock. What could they possibly have up their sleeve? I don't know. I... I and it, as much as like I, I have no horse in this race. Like it doesn't matter to me if they do well or don't do well. Uh, obviously, I'd rather see them succeed because it would mean a cool new thing for me to get. But uh, yeah, I just I don't, I don't see what their play could be. And 
I honestly just think they're banking on like we're gonna have a cool, powerful system. And I don't see that being a hook. So what the hook gonna be? Uh oh. See, I don't need no fucking hook on this beat. Yo, where's Murphy Lee at anyway? Shout out to Murphy Lee, friend of the show. Alright, I have to I have to look up Murphy Lee and to look up Kristen Crew on my phone's so back up. Yes. Also, Matthew Lillard came up the other day and I forget why and I was meaning to tell you. Like legitimately came up. Like somebody I know, like, was with him or something. And I was like, Wait, what? He's still hanging around here? Matthew Lillard. You motherfucker. Uh but yeah, that's uh I think that's that's the episode this week, mate. Alright. I'm going to bed. Oh, I'm going to bed, boy. So, as always, you can find us on the interwebs at ptcgaming.com. You can find us on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller. And tweet at us at pass controller. You can bother Mike at underscore mycopath and me at bgroom. Um, and we're still going to stream on Twitch, but we're playing around with Mixer a little bit. So you can find us on Mixer at mixer.com slash past controller and uh, probably see a lot of Overwatch streaming in the meantime. See how that goes. But we're not abandoning Twitch. Twitch is still an integral part of our streaming that we barely do. But anyways. Maybe I'll start streaming myself trying to beat the last level of Simpsons hidden on because I'm pretty sure that's where I am at this game. Do it. Can you get your shit to hook up to the GameCube? Yeah. What are we? Why aren't we fucking streaming that shit then? I don't know. That's why I keep bringing the games with me. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing we could do. All right, that's good to know for next time. I thought you were just bringing them because we used to play, like just play and and, oh. and go. Yeah, but we've kind of moved away from that. Right. Um, interesting. All right, so stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna be streaming some fucking classic games. I like that. I'm down with that. All right, do you down? Um, but yeah, shoot us a follow, shoot us a like, show us some love, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>